It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On this episode, we're going to dive into the latest NBA news and the important key dates that got put out there over the weekend involving not only the restart for this year, but also coming up in the next offseason and the start of next season. So let's start with what's going to be the most pressing point for the Thunder uh, and for really the NBA in general. The first date we have is the 23rd. June 23rd, it'll start at 11 a.m. that the NBA transaction window will open. And this, of course, means that teams can sign and convert two-way players to NBA deals. They can also sign any free agents that are out there right now, uh, and presumably they're going to be playoff eligible. So this for the Thunder is likely going to mean that you just convert Lou Dort. And if I was making a prediction right now, I would say that this transaction window, of course, opens on June 23rd at 11 a.m. I would say at like 10.30 a.m., Woj or somebody has the scoop that the Thunder have converted Lou Dort to their open roster spot as a full NBA contract guy from a two-way contract. And it'll be for whatever amount of years that Lou Dort will end up getting. I don't think they're going to find out the money aspect of that. That's just how Sam Presti operates. We rarely ever find out uh, the financials for a long, long, long time. But we're at least going to know that, hey, the deed is done. Lou Dort has been converted. And that's been something that's been talked about nonstop around Thunder social media, on this podcast, and really anywhere that talks about the Thunder. And it's because that Lou Dort's on a two-way contract. So what that means is, under normal circumstances, he could not play in the postseason. You can only play players who are on a full NBA contract in the postseason. It's a two-way deal. You can go up and down from the G League to the NBA. Those players are not eligible in the postseason. However, at the bubble, with the expanded rosters, it sounds like the two-way deals, and it's confirmed that the two-way deals will be able to play postseason minutes. So, really... The Thunder could get creative here. Now, again, my prediction, my money is on Lou Dort just automatically getting converted really even before the transaction window opens on the 23rd. We'll find this out that he's been converted uh, and he is on the full roster. Uh, but as long as he is eligible to play in the postseason, which you desperately need, you can get you can get kind of wacky and sign free agents to that open roster spot. The Thunder have always carried an open roster spot for things like this. Now, of course, not normally a global pandemic, but normally a buyout market. But still, the Thunder have the ability to sign a free agent still as long as the two-way deals will be able to be eligible to play in the postseason. However, I don't see that happening. I know that there's names out there like Amon Shumpert and, you know, uh, Crab that people like. I, I just don't see it. I mean, it, it would seem like that would be making a move to say you made a move, not really to make your team better. This team is not going to get over the hump based on bringing in Alan Crabb. 
That's just not going to be the difference maker between this team going to the second round and going to the Western Conference Finals. And I think that this team automatically is going to get out of the first round. I can't really find a playoff matchup that's realistic that they won't get out of the first round. I think that they're going to beat, they would beat Dallas, they would beat Houston, they would beat Utah for sure. I think that they'd even beat Denver if they somehow match up with Denver. But realistically, I think that your two matchups are going to look like Houston or Utah. I think that you beat both of those teams in the first round. I think that you move out of that first round for the first time since Kevin Durant left. So that's where this Thunder team is at right now, and the rest of it will just be house money. And I don't think that any free agent that's that's out there right now that would sign with the Thunder would change their outlook, would, would change anything about their team. There's just no one out there like that. So I don't expect anything wacky to happen. However, the possibility is out there. You no longer, as long as two-way players are eligible in the postseason, you no longer desperately need to convert Lou Dort. And if they did do something wacky like that, if they did sign a free agent and keep Lou Dort on a two-way deal, that does not mean that you lose Lou Dort. I, I, I've had a ton of people message me on Twitter about, about the situation. What if the Thunder don't convert him? Would that create some sort of animosity between him and the team? You know, it might create some sort of backlash from Lou Dort or, or some hard feelings from Lou Dort. However... If he does not sign this this offseason, he's a restricted free agent. So he can go sign somewhere else, but yet the Thunder can match that contract and bring him right back to Oklahoma City. And given the current state of the NBA, with the salary cap trending downwards from the China incident and now a global pandemic, there's no offer that Lou Dort will get that Sam Presti would not match. So Lou Dort is going to be on this team for the future, no matter if he signs now or later with this team in extension. I would expect it to happen right now, you know, to happen, of course, I'm saying with the transaction window on the 23rd, but even if it doesn't happen on the 23rd, that does not mean that, that Lou Dort's going to take his ball and go home. He doesn't have that power as a restricted free agent, and especially that power whenever he's not going to command enough money to where Sam Presti would turn his nose up at it. So all in all, what you need to know is that the NBA transaction window opens on June 23rd, and it will extend through June 30th, and it opens at 11 a.m. on June 23rd, and the Thunder should just convert Lou Dort from a two-way contract to a full NBA contract. That does leave them an open two-way contract if they want to bring in one of their G League guys, a popular name that didn't actually get to play for the Blue yet, but he has been practicing with the Blue since December, is Leangelo Ball. I wouldn't expect that to happen either. I wouldn't expect them to fill that two-way contract at all. I would just expect them to convert Lou Dort and be done with their transaction window. Other things that have been thrown out there around the NBA, Joakim Noah will be given a deal from the Clippers. He'll be extended and you know he'll be able to finish out the season with the Clippers. They signed him to a 10-day deal prior to the stoppage. So he's going to join the Clippers and stay with the Clippers. And then we'll find out what these other teams kind of do. There are some interesting names out there for some contenders but I just don't see any of them being worthwhile for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So starting on Tuesday, up to 10 coaches can enter the facility with their team. And really on Tuesday, you're going to start being able to practice basketball again. You know, the facilities have been open for a long time now, about a month, I would say. But it hasn't really been practicing. It's just been getting shots up. It hasn't really been scrimmaging or things like that. That's why you see players like Shea and Baisley going to the rec league, going to the skins league. That's why you see players kind of out, out and about doing things outside of the, outside of the facility, because at the facility, you can only do shooting isolated shooting by yourself. I think you can have a rebounder, but that's it. 
and you've, you've got to be on separate goals from each other and things like that to where if you do go to the skins league or I know that Shea was playing pickup with a couple guys. If you do do that, you can get more into game shape and you can get more feel for basketball if you do that on your own time. On Tuesday, it seems like everyone is going to report to the facility and then you can just start playing basketball. You can start having your con- your contact practices and things like that with up to 10 coaches there. So that's going to be interesting to, to note. I'm not sure how that relates to fans because it's not a normal practice. They're not going to let, you know, I wouldn't expect that they're going to let any media there at all. So I don't think that we're going to get a ton of videos from this. Maybe some guys, uh, you know, take it for their Instagram or the team themselves has, has a media guy there, a media relations guy there that's taking videos for the official team account. Uh, but like, we're, I'm not going to be there doing anything on, on these training camp, you know, facility, whatever you want to call it before they go to Orlando. I don't really think anyone else is either that I've talked to. So I'm not really sure how beneficial it's going to be from a content standpoint, but that's an interesting date to point out as teams ramp up in this training camp period. I also want to let you know that Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. And that's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting against change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching our donations up to an additional $10,000. If you want to make a donation alongside us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. This podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but yet I had to give it up because I realized that it's full of sugar and junk. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food and realized I basically cannot eat anything anymore. Besides Magic Spoon cereal with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving, four flavors, cocoa, fruit, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. It's honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go get yourself some Magic Spoon cereal by going to magicspoon.com slash NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at checkout to get some free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you do not like it for any reason, they will refund you your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash NBA and use our promo code NBA for free shipping. A big thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now, the, the biggest thing in all of this, I think, the most important date of all is the opt-out date. And this is for players to decide if they want to go to the bubble or not. On June 24th, that's the deadline. You have to either commit to go or say, you know what, I'm out. For whatever reason, I'm not playing. And this is where players are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. And I don't say that in a bad way. I'm just saying there's been a lot of talk about players not going. And there's been some people speculating that, hey, what if everyone opts out? Well, there's not going to be any more speculation. We're going to know what's going to happen on June 24th. Who's going to go? Who's not going to go? And I've talked about this all week last week. Every player in this has left themselves open to still go. No one has outright said, no, I'm not going to go. Even Dwight Howard, even Kyrie Irving, even 
Avery Bradley, the biggest names in all this, the ones that have been talking the most about this, have all left some wiggle room in their statements, if you actually read them, to saying, you know what, I'm actually, I actually am going to go to the bubble. I was just asking questions. I was just getting um, opinions and feelers and, and talking things out. So no one's confirmed out yet, and I don't think we'll see many people you know, opt out. But that is going to be the date that everyone looks for because is Dwight going to go? Is Avery Bradley going to go? Kawhi shouldn't go. I don't think that they're going to let him go because, not because he spoke out, but because he's injured. I think that every player that's automatically injured should not go because why would you just have the extra the extra bodies there just to, you know, we're trying to social distance and we're trying to limit people that go in and out of the bubble. Why would we bring someone in there that automatically is not going to play? So KD shouldn't be there. You know, Kyrie shouldn't be there. Depending on how these next few weeks go for Andre Robertson, he shouldn't be there. If Andre's not going to play, he shouldn't be in the bubble sitting on the bench. So guys like that are probably going to opt out by June 24th. I don't know about the, you know, truly injured guys that haven't committed yet because we've already know that we already know that Kelly Oubre, uh, Kyrie, and KD have already opted out and said, "Hey, I'm too hurt. I'm not going to go at all." John Wall, I'm too hurt. I'm not going to play at all. Those guys shouldn't show up. Andre has been has left the door open to returning. Victor Oladipo, another guy that's left the door open to returning. So I'm not sure if they're going to know for sure if they're going to be able to test their bodies out by June 24th to opt out. But you know, this date is really for people who are morally opposed to going, whether it be due to Black Lives Matter, due to coronavirus, or any other aspect of this. We'll see who opts out on June 24th. Uh, the NBA is going to release their restart schedule on Thursday, June 25th. Now, this is not from Woj or Shams. This is from Dave DeFore of The Athletic. It hasn't really been confirmed by Woj or Shams yet, but I'm going to trust him. He's from The Athletic. I've followed him for a long time. He seems reliable. So then we're going to get our look at who's going to be playing who and when. There's been reports that there's going to be back-to-backs in this, at least one back-to-back per team, to get these teams and schedules moving and to get everyone out of there that's not going to be in the postseason in like 16 days. So that's going to be something to follow. We, we might already know the opponents. That hasn't been confirmed either. But it seems like they're just going to pick up where they left off and eliminate, of course, the teams that aren't there in the schedule. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out on Thursday. And, of course, the, the preseason schedule. And if that will be broadcast, I'm sure, with this schedule release on Thursday, we're also going to get a broadcast schedule. How are these games going to be televised? Are we still going to follow the league pass rules on these eight regular season games? I wouldn't think so because, again, this is an unprecedented situation. I would think that if you're going to take the time to take 22 teams, some of whom have no shot at making the postseason, you would at least make every single game available on on one platform or another to watch for free. I mean, you know, for your basic cable package. So it should all be on national TV, I think. But we'll see because... At the end of the day, we've got so many teams and only three courts. So you're going to have to be playing basketball from, from you know, basically afternoon to late evening. So you have all these options to broadcast them on ABC, ESPN, TNT. You, really, you can only have three games at, at most going. I think they're only going to do two games. But at, but at most, you can only have three games going. You have three networks right there. Just put every game on TV because that's really what this is about. This is about money. This is not about crowning a champion. This is about getting as much money recouped as possible. And that's beneficial for the players and the owners, but it's about money. So I would think that we're not going to follow under the same, you know, regional networks of, okay, you can only watch the Thunder on on Fox Sports Oklahoma for these eight games. 
I would think that they're going to be simulcast on Fox Sports Oklahoma, but I wouldn't think that that'd be the only place you can find these games because it, you're not going to have 16 games running on at one time. You're, you can only at most have three, so you might as well put them all on national TV. But that schedule will be released on June 25th, something that we've looked forward to for a long time. And then, of course, we'll do the dreaded win-loss radio after we get the schedule going to each game. Are they going to win this game or lose this game? It'll be a lot easier once we figure out the back-to-backs and start times and things like that. So shifting into the offseason, the NBA draft will happen on October 16th, and free agency will happen on October 18th. Let me tell you about our good friends over at Blinkist. One of the most useful apps on my phone is Blinkist. It's a very unique app, and it works on your phone, your tablet, and your web browser. Blinkist takes the best and key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and allows you to listen to them or read them in just 15 minutes. I throw Blinkist on while I'm getting some work done at my desk and want to get some new information. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer, and that is just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it for free for seven days, and save 25% off your subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, dot com slash NBA to try it for free for the first seven days and then save 25% off your subscription. Again, promo code NBA at Blinkist.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So I mentioned that free agency will open up on October 18th and that the NBA draft will happen on October 16th. And that kind of ties into our biggest story for the Thunder is that the Pistons officially hired Troy Weaver as their next GM, taking him away from Sam Presti's staff. And Troy Weaver was a key part in drafting Russell Westbrook. He's been great in the draft, helping out Sam Presti. And, you know, he's, he should have gotten a job a long time ago, in my opinion. But this is quite a year to lose him if you're Oklahoma City. You're going to have the... NBA draft happens so close to the end of the year. Everything is so sped up. And then you go right into next season if all goes well on like December, you know, let's say 15th. I know that the first was thrown around there, but I think that we're going to kind of land on the 15th or so. It's going to be such a condensed offseason that you do not want to lose a key role of your front office like a Troy Weaver. And especially in this draft, I doubt that you see an NBA combine. I'm not sure how many people you're going to get to invite for private workouts at your facility to lose Troy Weaver is going to be a huge blow, at least for this offseason until you can really regroup. However, every team will be dealing with the same offseason constraints. So you can look at it that way as well. But of course it would be nice to have Troy Weaver, a great front office member with the Thunder this offseason for this, you know, topsy turvy offseason. But the Pistons got a great hire. 
I think that that's, that's probably the best hire the Pistons have made in a long time, and I hope that it really works out for Troy Weaver because he's been awesome in Oklahoma City. But it, it does suck if you're the Thunder to lose one of your key guys when it comes to drafting evaluations and things like that whenever you're looking down the barrel at 15 first-round picks. But I'm sure Sam Presti will be fine. His tree continues to grow. We talked about his tree last week, but it's getting to the point where it's just like a coaching tree. It seems like almost every GM has some tie back to Sam Presti. So I briefly mentioned former Thunder star Victor Oladipo and the fact that he might not go to Orlando. And that's not because of you know the coronavirus or anything like that. It's because of his injury. And he's going to see how his body feels these next few days at training camp and really test it out there. And I think that that's interesting to note because without him, the Pacers are just done. I, I don't think that the Pacers get out of the first round even with him, but especially not without him. But it's interesting because, you know, we, we look at teams like the Pacers, the Sixers, and even the Rockets. And we say, hey, you know, this time off could be great for them getting healthy. They were banged up. You know, they were fatigued in the Rockets case. But we thought that, and now we're not sure if Victor Oladipo is going to be able to ramp up his body and play in Orlando. So the rest obviously was not that great for him, who was already trying to find his rhythm at the time of the NBA stoppage. So I think that what it comes down to is that we honestly have no idea. And it's no one's fault that we have no idea, because no one has been in this position before. And logic would tell you that, hey, the Thunder are going to get out in the second round, but what if something absolutely insane happens? You know, Because there's no home courts, there's no this or that. There's no normalcy to this. I mean, you never know. You think about it, this this delay, by the time we play basketball again, will have been longer than the last than the last three off seasons. How many teams out of the off season start slow? How many players out of the off season start slow? Who's that going to affect? Especially when you not only throw in the rust factor, but you go from the rust to no fans which is a culture shock for a lot of these players who have really only seen packed houses. When, when was the last time LeBron James got to play somewhere without fans? When was the last time a lot of these stars got to play somewhere without fans? John Morant's going to be happy. It's just like he's back at Murray State. But you, you throw that in the mix. You throw in living in a hotel for, you know, gosh, from July to October, if you go deep in the postseason and go to the NBA Finals, you, you throw in all these aspects in there, we have no clue what's going to happen. And it's a shame that this is the year that it, that it happens this way because, you know, we already didn't know what's going to happen in the normal, you know, scope of the NBA. This was the first time in a long time that you look at this NBA season before the coronavirus stoppage and you think, wow, a lot of different teams can make an NBA Finals run. So we'll see what happens in Orlando. And speaking of that, Adam Silver is still confident that the NBA season will restart. A lot of people, including me over the weekend, you know, got kind of skeptical of this NBA plan uh, because you see the numbers rising all around the U.S. and in Florida, and you think, you know, how can you play sports like this? But if that bubble, you know, the, the plan got signed off by Dr. Fauci, who knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, and if the bubble is secure and, and the bubble works the way it's intended to, I think it, it would be safe to restart the NBA in Florida in a bubble. Now, a more interesting point in this is we see cases rise as we see that coronavirus is not going away. How do you start next season? Because I think that we all kind of 
you know, pushed next season off and just thought, okay, well, next season they're going to be back to normal. Even if it's not without, even if it's without fans, you're still going to be playing in Chesapeake. You're going to be playing in the Toyota Center. You're going to be traveling around and playing in home arenas, even if they're empty. If these numbers keep rising, I don't see how you can accomplish that. And that's what baseball thought they were going to be able to do this season. Baseball, if they ever got their financials figured out, which is a whole nother argument, but they were going to play in their home ballparks everywhere around the U.S. I don't think you can do that anymore. And they know that they can't do that because now they're looking back at a new bubble concept. I think that the only way sports can happen is in a bubble. And I think that the only way it can happen really until there's a vaccine or until these numbers just plummet and coronavirus is inside of a a bubble, like what the NBA is doing, like what the NHL is doing, and what the MLS is doing. Which you can kind of leapfrog that to football, which a lot of you care about. You can't really play football in a bubble. What field is strong enough to play six or seven football games in one day? I'm not sure about that one, but that's a conversation for another day. I want to talk about this week on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. So Brady Trantham will wrap up the book of Thunder basketball on Friday, part two of his conversation. Both parts were amazing. I love part two as well coming out on Friday. I'll be back on Wednesday for a full show. And if anything warrants an emergency podcast between now and then, then I'll for sure hop on here and cover it. But, you know, right now in this quarantine, no sports world, we're really only going to, we're really only supposed to be doing three shows a week. I've been doing five shows a week. Uh, So I'm going to kind of reel that back in there because once the training camp gets underway, once the NBA games get underway, we're going to go back to five days a week from now until next off season, until the 2021 off season. So it's going to be a wild ride that I cannot wait to, to start once we get the NBA up and running. So the plan for this week is three shows a week. However, The plan last week was that way as well, but just news just so happened to start flooding out from Woj and Shams. So just keep refreshing and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter to stay up to date on everything with this show, The Thunder, and sports in general at Ryland underscore Styles. But the plan right now is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then any bonus episodes in between there for just breaking news and things like that. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.